0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: ESPN. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, ten four six six Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by
0: CarMax,
1: Virginia Birth Father Registry,
0: Glory Days Grill, and
1: Lux Chevrolet. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508. Or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu.
2: Eight on the shot clock. Billiard on the right side. Down along the baseline for KO. Dale backs his way in, back at the Gilliard, at the shot clock, buzzer, he nestles home the three ball, and then the game clock expires as well. Jacob Gilliard, almost in desperation, launches the three and it hits nothing but net. Now
1: live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is the Spider Sports Line on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network.
2: To our Monday get-together to talk Spider and college basketball with you on ESPN Richmond. 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM. We thank you for tuning in on ESPN Richmond, and we thank you for being here at Glory Days Grill if you're in the audience tonight. Thanks for being with us. Remember the tabletop boxes. You can use those to listen to us right there directly at your table. Just tune it to Channel 3. And a very pleasant good evening to you. We'll talk some spider basketball with you. You can dial us up. You heard the number a moment ago. 804-521- 8501 to talk on the air with us or text us 804-638- 9508 will take some emails at spidersportsline at richmond.edu coming up a little bit later on the program spider red shirt sophomore and the biggest new england patriots fan in the rva grant golden will be our special guest tonight here at the restaurant yes we will talk a little super bowl football as well as spider basketball with grant he is proudly wearing not only his boston red sox cap but his tom brady new england patriots jersey tonight here at glory days as well coach moody and i will grit our teeth as we talk with grant this evening coach good evening thanks for being with us again as always on our monday night get together here at glory days grill thank you
3: thanks everybody for coming out
2: hey a one and one week for the spiders this week the victory at st louis on wednesday night 84 81 speaking of scores that we really didn't see coming maybe the super bowl game was one low scoring 13 to 3 Maybe we didn't see that high of a scoring game coming at St. Louis. The Billikens were the top-rated defense coming into that game, and the Spiders win at 84-81. Then you come back home Saturday night and fall to LaSalle at the Robin Center in a lower scoring game, 66-58. to The similarity, Chris, both of those games come down to the wire, come down to the stretch, dissimilar in the amount of points that were scored in the St. Louis game compared to the LaSalle game. So maybe compare and contrast, what happened in those two games, particularly down the stretch, that allowed the Spiders to win the game on Wednesday night and LaSalle to win the game on Saturday
3: night? Well, in the, in the uh, St. Louis game, uh, I thought that, you know, we had put so much pressure on them because we kept scoring. Uh, you know, they're, they were the top-rated defense in, in the league and uh, one of the top in the country. Defensive field goal percentage, they steal the ball a lot. Um, you know, their, their defensive numbers are... are really impressive we were able to really score very consistently obviously throughout the first half and and all the way through the second half at the end of the game you know we were we were you know we were really not good in the the last two minutes in terms of the pressure that we saw um, and and closing the game out but I thought we had enough of a lead that we it didn't it didn't come all the way down to, to make us lose the game but you know we had a we had a hard time when they turned up the pressure uh, you know, there were a couple of plays where I thought there was it was really a lot of contact, but even when there weren't plays like that, we turned the ball over, uh, and we didn't handle everything as, as well as we could have down the stretch. But, again, we had scored so much and so efficiently in the game that it, it didn't cost us the game. And I would say in the LaSalle game, it was that was the opposite. I think <clears throat> we were tied at 50-50 to 50, uh, after the last media. We're right around the last media, 50-50, to 50, and I think we went um, – you know, we we missed a front end, we missed a layup, we missed another, or we had made one of two, missed another front end of a one-on-one, and, you know, you have to we have to take advantage of those opportunities. You know, I did think that, um, I thought our energy and competitiveness was really good. I did think we got a little bit tired against LaSalle. It's a physical team, uh, an older team, and I think that I, I didn't, you know, use the bench well enough and, and substitute and get guys enough breathers, to be honest with you, and I thought we... I thought we did get a little bit tired, and <clears throat> that's a danger, of course, when your when your rotation is is thin is a little bit thinned out. Uh, but you know, I, I, I you know, looking Im- immediately, I, I thought that it's hard now to get guys rest when there's five minutes to go in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately, I thought that, and and uh, after watching the game a few times, uh, you know, we need to trust those other guys um, to come in and hold the fort down a little bit and give more opportunities for. Grant and Nate especially but even Jacob um, just to come out and get a breather Um, you know we try to do it around the media timeout, so it's extended and in real time it's more uh, and I I need to do that because I did think we got tired in the LaSalle game.
2: You had made the comment after the LaSalle game that there were some possessions at the end of the game that probably weren't great from the Spider perspective as you watch that tape back how did you analyze those possessions?
3: Well you know um, I thought you, you know, uh, Jake Wojcik hit a three off of a pass from Nate uh, mm-hmm. right, you know, uh, on the other sideline opposite the bench to make it 53-50. It was a really nice possession. They scored, and then we came down and had a great possession. We we Everybody touched the ball. We moved the ball. We tried a couple things. They didn't work. We st- kept moving. Wojcik had another three at the top of the key that went in and out. Thought those were p- perfect, you know, great possessions. Um, and then late, I thought that there was um, – you know, we just weren't as fluid, and, and then there's a, you know, there's a certain tightness that, 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 that we're getting. And um, not, not obviously Jacob or, or Grant and, and not really Nate, but we're, we're just a little bit um, tight in there. We need to continue to experience those things. And, um, you know, we came out of the one timeout, and, and Jacob took a long three-point shot when you know, we, we designed a play to get him to be driving, uh, and I thought that was the wrong decision. Uh, you know, not that he can't make a long three-point shot, but at that time we wanted to get ourselves going. So, um, you know, on the, on the flip side, in the last two and a half minutes, Woj drove the baseline and got a foul call. It went to the line. Mm-hmm. Nate drove the other baseline on the other side of the court, got a foul called. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Jake went one for two, and, and Nate missed the front end of the one-on-one. And so if those points are all accounted for, then those possessions are positive ones thrown in there. Uh, but all in all, I, I, I think that – you know, uh, we we didn't have enough of those possessions that were just crisp. We had some. We didn't have enough that were just crisp and getting the things we like. Then you can live with a miss shot more uh, than if you if you have a, a possession that's just not comfortable and not aggressive. Um, and I think we had too many of those.
2: How do you try to replicate those end of game situations you had mentioned? You know, in game with experience all of that well and good but obviously you want immediate results sure. how do you try to replicate end of game situations so they gain some experience
3: yeah i would say the first thing is you try to make practice hard so no matter what what you're doing in practice layups or a defensive drill or an offensive uh you know offensive uh dummy o or you know where there's no defense you make it hard and you're demanding on the guys to be sharp and to throw good passes and to really you're just trying to create the habit of you're concentrating you know and uh, so our practices start very similarly every day. And, you, you know, you could only make a mistake if you're not concentrating, you know, and just concentrate at, at the at the possession or the task at hand. And I think that's number one, and that's the overriding thing. And then putting our guys in situations and scrimmages and in practice uh, um, where you have to make decisions, where the defense changes, where they start to trap, or all of those things that can happen. And and we try to do that. Of course, it's, it's not nearly as challenging um, in, in practice. And we just need to just continue to do it and then, you know, review the mistakes, emphasize the positives, and try to go out there and do it again. Um, But I I thought that, uh, you know, they're different, St. Louis and LaSalle, because St. Louis, you know, went went into desperation mode and their pressure uh, with with some really strong, fast athletes providing that pressure. In the LaSalle game, it was was some good, strong athletes, but it was more of a – you know, a, a half-court game at that point, uh, and we didn't, we didn't execute well enough.
2: As you might imagine, free throw shooting has been a popular topic amongst uh, Spider fans and the media after the game, and just wonder how you explain, and I know we're dealing with 18- to 22-year-old kids here, but you go to St. Louis and really you had three halves where you really shot free throws well. I mean, the first half at St. Louis is 9-for-9. Nine nine. Okay, let's get into a pressure pack situation on the road. Second half, 8-for-9 yeah. from the free throw line first half of the LaSalle game 6 for 7 it feels like everything's yeah. going well and then all of a sudden the second half it's what 3 for 10 yeah. how do you how do you explain that kind of thing
3: well there really is no explanation i mean it's just um again you, you know I, I i talk about this all the time I mean, it's much harder than than it appears to be uh that's number 1 and i would say um, you know it, it's you know, you, you try to practice those situations, you know, and, and you, mm-hmm. so when you say, hey, if, if we miss this, we're running, or if we miss this, our, our team totals down and we're going to have a punishment or something like that. Then when you get to the line of the game, you say, hey, don't think about anything, don't think about any pressure. And, of course, it's it's reversed. Um, but that, that are those are opportunities. And, and, again, in the in the LaSalle game, it was two front ends of the one-on-one, and mm-hmm. that's so, so critical and, and important. Um because, you know, so even if you have a bad possession or uh, you haven't been playing well or you missed your last couple of threes, you go to the line, you get two points, you feel you feel OK. You feel like you're you're, you're keeping pace in a game like that. Um, so I, I don't know that there is an explanation. Uh, I can tell you that, you know, the only the only solution is to kind of just keep being out there, keep putting yourself in that situation, keep practicing um, and, and get to be. As comfortable as you possibly can in those situations. Obviously, everybody's going to feel a little bit. You know the score. You know how much time's left. You're going to feel a little bit of that game tension, uh, but try to be as comfortable as you possibly can to go down a, to go there and knock down those free throws. You know they're just so critical, and um, obviously every guy is in there trying and doing extra. And uh, and again, it's going to come down to the who goes to the free throw line the most yep. and how do they shoot. And so hopefully we can. Keep attacking it, and uh, we had such a great result uh, at St. At Louis because of it or partly because of it, and just recognizing how important it is and, and, and keep at it. Two more points on free throw shooting, and then we'll
2: move on to the phones. Ivan will check in with us, 521-8501, and Grant Golden is our special player guest. He'll be coming up in the middle segments as well. I know this is very small consolation, but Saturday night at the Robin Center, LaSalle was the best free throw shooting team in the Atlantic 10, right, at 77%. Yeah. And they go 11 of 21 at the free throw line. I mean, how do you explain
3: that? It's almost impossible. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, I have no idea. I don't know why one if one team's affects the yeah. other. It certainly <laughs> sometimes seems like that, um, and uh, you know there are no no real explanations for it. And and we we needed to capitalize on that, and and we weren't we weren't able to. And you know, I thought we played a a really. Um, I thought our effort was really good. Our alertness was really good. I thought almost every shot LaSalle took was contested. I thought we were, um, you know, I did think we got tired, and I think we couldn't quite finish enough offensive plays. Uh, So I thought, you know, the idea that uh, you're locked into the game and and you're doing all these things well, that that should lead to a successful free throw, you know, because you're not – you know you're not distracted or anything like that you're you're putting all this effort into it but again those things are they're hard to explain
2: so some of this i think is leading to my last question and this actually came from a fan a couple of weeks ago and i didn't get to the text or the email about free throw shooting and, and again, I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek, and I don't think the fan was either. Some of this maybe is mental. You had mentioned the physical part and getting tired. Would you ever consider or have you ever considered using a sports psychologist to help guys who are normally really good shooters who might not be shooting well, that it's not just all physical, that some of it is mental?
3: Yes, definitely. I, I feel like uh, we, we've made some of those connections on campus, and mm-hmm. uh, you know sometimes... You know, just to skip all the things that might come along with that or the perceptions of the guys or how they would feel about that, yes, mm-hmm. I think that is something that could be valuable. Um, you know, my, my initial instinct is to, you know, picture Larry Bird on a playground <laughs> shooting foul shots, you know, in, in the snow. By himself. <laughs> and get, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and, getting, and getting better at it. But I do think that, you know, um, again, it, it – it, looks it looks a little bit easier than it is and there's six thousand six hundred people there on on saturday and uh i I think that introduces an element of especially when it's a little bit newer uh, of tension so i i I do think that could help and it is something that that we'll explore uh, not just for free throw shooting but i think that could be that would obviously be a topic That you're so alone there you know and you're so uh in in your thoughts there Mm -hmm. that could really be addressed all right we'll keep an eye on that moving
2: forward as well enough on the free throw shooting for now let's go to the phones let's start out by talking to ivan as we do on the spider sports line from glory days grill hello ivan
0: hey bob hey coach how you both doing tonight
3: doing well ivan thanks for calling
0: thank you um first i want to say that was a great road victory you had up at st louis and 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 i know that game we lost on Saturday really uh, really took some air out of us but I was impressed by the way the team just kept you know pushing and, and and you may have come up a little short but I think your team has shown a lot of growth during this season.
3: Well I appreciate it Ivan I do think the LaSalle game, I think that's what um, you know that's what really made it hard because I do think that our effort and concentration, you know, it was a very physical game. Um, very physical game and I thought that we were really on top of things, you know, uh, whether it be the changing defenses or things we were trying to run on offense, I thought we were real, you know, uh, handling their pressure. I Thought we were really locked into the game and zeroed in. And um, you know, I think down the stretch we just, you know, we we did get a little bit tired, and uh, I feel like we couldn't quite execute and quite enough. Again, not not every play, but I, I think uh, too many of the plays weren't on offense especially weren't good enough and then we, we there were three possessions in a row where they got offensive rebounds which which really hurt us but uh, the effort and concentration I thought was really really good and, and you know obviously we're hoping to build momentum off of that St. Louis game and uh, wish we'd a- been able to do better down the stretch.
0: Yeah, Well what can you tell us about the, uh, George Mason who you get to play this Wednesday night?
3: Well you know Mason is uh, is a very experienced team. I think they brought back all five starters. Uh, they have a couple of really good players. Otis Livingston was a preseason first-team All-Conference player, and uh, I think for the first time, maybe in a skier, he's not the leading scorer right now of the team. Uh, John Kyer is Kyer, yep. Uh, but a, a team that that um, you know has has been together, has been through a lot of games, has played very well in conference. Um, you know, they 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 when when they haven't played well, they. It's, a part of that has been they haven't shot three-point shots well uh, and I think the other night um, down at VCU they didn't they didn't shoot very well and lost the game uh, so but they have guys who can score in a variety of ways and a really impressive perimeter game so we're going to really have to dig in and, and, and play as well as we possibly can
0: well is there any team nationally who you've been surprised at how well they perform uh, this season or, on, on the national level in basketball
3: uh, that's a great question, Ivan. Uh, let me think here. I would probably say, well, Nevada, I guess, is not much of a surprise because they, um, because they, uh, you know, did so well last year and on into the NCA tournament. Uh, I guess Marquette probably has jumped jumps out of yeah. me. I, I think, uh, you know, you you knew they'd be good. I mean, the, some of these teams are always talented, and uh, but I think they're really performing really well and have had a great start to their conference season.
0: Okay. Well, good luck, Coach. I hope you come up with a big victory Wednesday night.
3: Thanks, Ivan. I appreciate it.
2: Let's take our first time out. When we come back, Grant Golden joins us at the head table, the Spider Redshirt sophomore leading the team in scoring and rebounding. He talks with us next as the Spider Sports Line continues on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Buy the all-new 2019 Silverado truck at Luck. Chevy has spent the last 100 years making the most dependable, longest-lasting pickups on the road, and Luck Chevrolet has sold them that long. Whether it's refined comfort of high country, the aggressive capability of Trail Boss, or the functionality of Work Truck, the next-generation Silverado offers the right tool for every job. Call Luck Chevrolet in Ashland at 804-798-9261 or online at luckchevrolet.com and get your new truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. Hey, Richmond, this is Mark Smith with Midas of Richmond, and I want
4: to meet more women.
0: And this is Patty Smith, Mark's wife, and I'm okay with that. Over half the people we see at Midas of Richmond are women. We're cognizant of their time. You know, they're either shuttling children from school to and from, or sports, or to work themselves. We do have a loaner car program. We try to make it as easy as possible for you to get the work done and get on with your day.
4: One of the things we pride ourselves on with Midas of Richmond is the number of women on our staff. We've got a team of women professionals dedicated to servicing your car every time. They want to build long-term, confidence-based relationships with every woman out there. Out there who's concerned about getting car care done
0: we're a family it's a locally owned business we have people that have daughters wives and we're not going to sell you something you don't need
4: when it comes to car care you've got a lot of choices our request of you is to at least consider Midas of Richmond for brakes for tires for oil changes for all of your car care needs because we are a family
0: welcome home Richmond
1: Hey, Spiders fans, on Saturday, February 9th, round up the family and help us paint the robin center red as your Richmond Spiders take on George Washington, presented by Solar Time. Tip off at 6 p.m. It's your last chance to get the best beer in town at our final basketball and brew signature event of the season. Halftime will come to a crawl with our Virginia 529 Diaper Derby, and it's a free Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game. Tickets are going fast. To get the best seats, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 today or visit richmondspiders.com. Get your weekend started with us at World of Beer every Friday beginning at 4.
2: When Greg Burton broadcasts live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN
1: the timeout's over time to talk more richmond basketball this is the spider sports line with coach chris mooney from glory days grill in the Glen eagle shopping center and live on 99.5 and 1027 espn this is the spider img sports network
2: 1915 is the richmond lead of the ball noah yates in for the first time for richmond and andre gusterson returns to the lineup golden another tough spin move right side of the lane and grants already in double figures Moments of the spider sports line from glory days grill in the Glen Eagle shopping center richfield parkway we thank all the folks who have come out another great crowd to join us for our spider sports line we're here each and every monday night during the college basketball season. And with us here tonight is Spider Redshirt sophomore Grant Golden, who leads Richmond in scoring, seventeen point seven points per game, leads Richmond in rebounding at right at seven per contest, shooting almost fifty one percent now from the floor. Grant, thanks for being with us. Congratulations to the Patriots. I'm gonna hold off on the Super Bowl talk until the end of our discussion so that we can talk some basketball first. But congrats to your patriots thank
5: you i appreciate it i appreciate it
2: we'll get some more thoughts on how they won that game from you before we let you go here this evening um one win one loss last week grant what was the difference what did you see and feel from the st louis game on the road to win that one that maybe wasn't there on saturday night when LaSalle came to the robin center
5: um i think uh you know a huge emphasis for us going into Wednesday's game against St. Louis was uh, just keeping the ball moving on offense, like staying fluid on offense, because um, they played very physical. So we were, you know, trying to run them around a little bit, and we were able to do that, which I think helped us, especially earlier in the game. You know, we jumped out early and sort of kept the lead throughout. And um, you know, I think some of, we lost some of that on Saturday. Um, we were a little choppy on offense at times. Uh, a lot of that is due to me. Um, so, yeah, just some of that, and I think that was probably the biggest thing, biggest difference between the two games. Why do you say a lot of that was due to you? Um, I felt like I just made some questionable plays, uh, questionable decisions that, you know, I usually don't make, and um, I just felt like I could have been better on the offensive end on Saturday.
2: You were really good on the offensive end in the first half at St. Louis. What did you see there that made you so effective that you were able, I think you had, what, 19 points in the first
5: half of that game? Yeah, um, you know, the coaching staff talked to me uh before that game talking about getting into my moves quicker um you know changing my changing my speed um so I think I was able to do that early um they didn't send a double team right away um so they were trying to cut off my spin move to the baseline so the middle was open early in the game and I thought I was able to get there right away and get to the spots that I wanted got fouled on my first one and you know, that was just open there for me in the first half and I took advantage of it. Did they make some defensive adjustments at halftime and then of course in the second half Nathan and Jacob
2: kind of took over.
5: Yeah for sure they uh, came out in that 2-3 in the second half and um, you know, I was running the baseline the majority so they were having the guy in the middle uh, sort of sit back on me on the baseline there a lot of the time but uh, Jacob and Nate really just took off there in the second half and we needed uh, all those points from them and we are uh, grateful that they did do that so <laughs>
2: Um, how did you approach the physicality of that game? I think we all know St. Louis has a team full of guys who can be very rugged and very physical. How did you kind of approach that against them and a team that was the best defensive team in the Atlantic 10?
5: Yeah, um, huge emphasis for us. Uh, We talked about how physical they were going to be. Sort of the mindset that I had going into the game that, you know, even though they were going to be physical and tough, uh, I still had a height advantage on everybody Mm -hmm. on their team. So I just trying to – you make moves that would give me, advi- use that to my advantage, use that height um, so I could sort of beat that physicality with my height advantage.
2: How about Saturday night then against LaSalle? What was, and you kind of
5: talked about this a little bit, just what was kind of different that maybe they were doing that St. Louis didn't do? Um, you know, I think they pushed me off the block a little bit. They didn't let me get great post position. Um, you know, I think uh, I need to. Sort of me and Coach Mooney talked about it yesterday, just uh, trying to mentally tell myself and make sure I'm getting better post position. So some of that's on me, but I thought they did a pretty decent job of keeping me off the block. Um, I'd argue that some of it was thousand grabbing, but um <laughs> yes, you would. they did they did a pretty good job of that.
2: <laughs> Chris, in all seriousness, when you when you hear your guy here, Grant Golden, now twice in a five minute conversation has said, It's on me, that was my doing, that kind of thing, that kind of responsibility. Um, talk a little bit about the maturation process of Grant Golden when you hear that he takes that kind of responsibility.
3: Yeah, I mean Grant is as uh, the best player that I could imagine coaching. Uh, he he works hard every day. You know he, he has qualities of a five foot eight walk on in a six foot ten body and works hard every day. Talks every day. Uh, encourages guys every day. And um, he does. He when he sees the tape, he takes responsibility. I think he's confident enough to know that um to know that while it while that might have been his responsibility and he can do better that he'll still get those opportunities and that uh, does so many great things for us uh but i think you know his leadership uh is is something that you know i want to see him em- embrace even more because everybody has such tremendous respect for him because of his work ethic uh because of the kind of person he is and because how he goes about his business every single day and like i said uh i mean Kendall is the best we've ever, Kendall Anthony was the best we've ever had in in that regard, you know, Kendall always thought, held himself to such a high standard, he's the best student we ever had, you know, he was the hardest worker we ever had, and he just didn't, he didn't compare himself to the other guys on our team or the guard from Dayton, he just compared himself to where he wanted to be, and I think Grant has a lot of those similar qualities
2: how are you trying to transpose that to your teammates as well now obviously not winning as many games as we'd like to win right now but to kind of keep them moving forward and grinding through this
5: yeah um you know this is something that me and coach many talk a lot about and he just wants me to be more vocal with the guys um telling the telling them the things that i see and you know criticizing them when they need to be criticized and encourage them when they need to be encouraged so i think the biggest thing is just trying to be more vocal with them uh, especially during these harder times so that's just something that I need to work on.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, do you need to work on that, or is that something that kind of is natural for you that you would be able to do that?
5: Uh, I think I've gotten a lot better at it mm-hmm. since I've gotten here. Um, but, like I said, everything's a work in progress, and I think it is something that I do need to continue to get better at.
2: Well, I'm going to point one out specifically, and I mentioned it to you yesterday, Chris, when I saw you at the Robbins Center, uh, when I sat at practice On Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, whatever it was, uh, Jake Wojcik was going through a rough time he had in the Mm -hmm. game. He was having a rough practice. He was on the sideline. You were out of the drill at the moment. You walked all the way around from the baseline to where he was standing Mm -hmm. at midcourt where I was sitting so I could eavesdrop on you guys a little bit. You put your arm around him, and you really gave him a pep talk. I mean – how much of that is in your, the front of your conscience and your mindset to know when a guy like that, who's a talented player, needs a pick-me-up like that? I thought it was terrific, by the way.
5: Definitely. Um, you know, it's something I'm thinking about a lot. Uh, I can't even imagine, you know, trying to do what Woj and Andre were, are doing right now for us as a freshman. Um, thinking about myself as a true freshman. I mean, I it was going 100 miles per hour for me. Uh, so for them to have to play the minutes that they do for us and everything is tough. So they have days like that, so just making sure that I'm there for them and know that I have their back at all times, I, I think that's big for them and something that I try to stay and keep doing.
2: Well, well done in that particular instance, and I'm sure there have been others. I just happened to eyewitness that one. Hey, how are you guys handling the minutes, particularly you, Jake, and Nate, um, all obviously well north of 30 minutes, mm-hmm. 35 minutes a game. What do you try to do to make sure you're prepared to do that? Night in and night out.
5: Um, You know, just taking care of ourselves, uh, you know, taking recovery seriously. Uh, Adam does a great job of, you know, being available um, day after games, making sure we get in, do all our recovery and stuff. So um, I think we've all been doing a good job of that. Everybody's been there taking care of their bodies. So that's really all there is to it.
3: Could you tell them what recovery is so that everybody has an idea of that?
5: Yeah, so uh, for recovery, usually day after games we uh, go in, Um, probably do about 30 total minutes, like switching back and forth between hot and cold tub, uh, hop on the Normatex, which, uh, compresses your legs, gets the blood flowing in your legs, uh, all kinds of stretching, rolling out, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, whatever else you might need specifically depending on who it is. So
2: that was a great question. I could just sit in the audience and enjoy the show, and you could be the host and the guest. That would be great, Coach. That would be awesome. Um, Coach did mention, Grant, that he did feel like fatigue did play a little bit of a factor at the end of the LaSalle game. Did you guys feel that way, and and how do you try to power through that when, you know, human nature does take over a little bit?
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, fatigue's definitely a little bit of a factor, uh, especially, you know, coming off of St. Louis. I know I played 39, and St. Louis Gilly played all 40, Uh, So it's tough um, to go out there and do another 35-minute game or whatever it is. Um, But, you know, hopefully we can just keep pushing through. And like I said, we're just going to keep taking care of ourselves and just try and hold up to the end of the season.
2: All right, talk free throw shooting with that as a backdrop for a moment because we talked about it. Some of that could be fatigue. Go to St. Louis, first half perfect. Second half only missed one. Come home Saturday night, first half only missed one, six out of seven. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom kind of fell out in the second half. How much, you know, are you thinking about that? What do you try to do to make everybody more consistent at the free throw line
5: yeah for sure i mean obviously it's always on our mind uh we shoot a lot of them in practice um so obviously it's tough we need to make more um in some games and i think it's just you know guys getting reps in like i said we get a lot in in practice but you know when guys are shooting on their own stuff like that uh the night before games after practice whatever it may be just making sure that we get as many reps as we can
2: Is there a way to replicate that, either in practice or on your own? And not only the free-throw shooting, but end-of-game scenario that Coach and I also talked about tonight in that first segment.
5: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's easier, um, you know, in the offseason or something when you're training and stuff like that. Uh, But it's hard to, you know, uh, do that in a practice. Um, You know, you're not going to be as fatigued as you are in a game and stuff like that. So it's tough, but I think we do the best we can with it top of the hour let's take a break we'll come back with more with grant golden right at six o'clock on our spider sports
2: line live from glory days grill let's take a break halfway through we'll come back with coach mooney and grant in just a moment on espn richmond the spider sports network from learfield img
1: college Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being placed into foster care or for adoption without your knowledge. You can also explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. Don't miss your chance to be a dad. For more information, visit www.vabirthfatherregistry.com.
2: You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at spidervoices.com
6: and on Spider's social media. This week, Crime Stoppers needs the public's help in solving a case that has gone cold in the city of Richmond. On July 22, 2017, at approximately 1.45 in the morning, Richmond police responded to a shooting that happened in the parking lot next to 1921 Hopkins Road. The victim was pronounced deceased at the scene. The victim was later identified as Melvin Leon Chambliss, 53 years old. Mr. Chambliss had no criminal history, worked two jobs, and was a longtime resident of Richmond. You can see a picture of the victim on the Crime Stoppers Facebook page. If you have information about this or any unsolved crime or fugitive wanted in the city of Richmond, Hanover, Rico, Charles City, New Kent, Goochland, or Caroline County, call Crime Stoppers at 780-1000 or submit your tip through the P3 Tips app. The app is available for download to your mobile device. Both methods are anonymous, and you could receive a cash reward up to $1,000. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and remember, we don't have to know who you are to know who they are. I'm Detective Derek Longoria the Metro Richmond Crime Stoppers, and this is your Crime of the Week. WXGI
1: Richmond, WTPS, Petersburg, 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
6: Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen
1: Eagle Shopping Center for more of the Spider Sports Line. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney, live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Here's Gilliard. Out front to Golden, back to Gilliard. He drives left in the lane, takes it in left hand, high off the glass, banks it in for two, he's got 13, and the lead back to five for Richmond. Well, Jacobs taking over. There's not anybody on the floor that can stop him right now.
2: Two home games coming up for the Spiders this week as this homestand continues at the Robin Center Wednesday night against the Patriots of George Mason. That's a 7 o'clock game. Our airtime at 6.30 on the radio, 7 o'clock on TV. We're on Masson 2 on um, Wednesday night, and then back home again Saturday night against George Washington. Uh, rematch of that game when the Spiders won up in D.C. That's a 6 o'clock game Saturday at the Robin Center as the Spiders in the midst of a three-game homestand for the next five at home with the only away game downtown at VCU. Back with Coach Mooney and our special player guest tonight, Grant Golden. Let me go to an email for both of you guys. Normally we reserve these for Coach, but let's talk about playing at home and playing on the road, Grant. And the question was basically asked, why the anomaly of not playing so well at home? You go to St. Louis and as our um, emailer said, play an almost perfect game offensively, do well from the free throw line, three-point line, score 84 points and then come home and not shoot as well. Just doesn't seem to make any sense is there any explanation why we don't play as
5: well at home right now from a player's perspective grant um you know that's a good question Uh, i'm not really sure i know for me personally uh i like the road like i like people screaming at you and Mm -hmm. I, i think that's fun um but i don't know it's tough um but hopefully you know we can pick it up here and Get a couple uh, couple home wins, get on a roll here.
2: So when you go to the free throw line at the Robin Center, we should have everybody yelling and screaming at you <laughs> instead of being quiet. We should try the the opposite tact. I don't know if a sports psychologist would say that or not, Chris, but that's kind of interesting. Uh, any thought from from your perspective on on the the home court situation?
3: Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I feel like we've been a good road team. I, I think a big part of that is Grant is you know uh, as our best player, one of our best players unintimidated jacob unintimidated e- even as young players nathan very unintimidated so i think that really helps as far as the road goes i'm not sure uh you know we've had great crowds we've had great everything you know it's a it's a, a perfect arena everything is uh you know we have a uh, not traveling and we meet the night before and we get extra shooting and all those things uh so i don't, I don't have an explanation for it um other than to again just keep, you know, kind of plugging and, and, and keep uh, working hard, working through it until it becomes a place where, where uh, nobody can win. And, um, you know, it, you know, it's not like it was, you know, they've been good games. You know, and if a drop goes the other way here, we go up 53-50 on LaSalle. It could be, you know, a, a really nice win for us. But, uh, you know, so again, the results, you know, they're the only thing that really matter the process of it uh is very very important and i think we're getting there uh but for some reason we haven't been as as you know whether we haven't shot as well or whatever it is i don't i don't think it's a confidence issue or anything like that um uh, but we, we have to work at it to get better at it.
2: Is there locker room talk about all of that, Grant? I mean, how do you guys kind of handle that? I know you want to win every game, whether it's at home or on the roll, but, but is there talk amongst you guys about, hey, we do have to protect our home court?
5: Yeah, for sure. I know we talk about it, and then uh, I know Coach Mooney before Saturday's game sort of talked to us about, you know, we can't just expect uh, things to go good for us just because we're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's something that we're trying to echo uh, amongst ourselves here.
2: Hey, not only did you have a great game at St. Louis, but obviously uh, Nathan did, but so did Jacob Gilliard. Um, can you tell how special that was for him? I mean, obviously we're playing in St. Louis. He's from Kansas City. It's a couple hours away. You could certainly hear the 30 or 35. Jacob Gilliard, family and friends behind our bench uh, Wednesday night, just how significant that was
5: to him. Yeah, it was, uh, it was huge for him. Uh, you know, he was really disappointed uh, after last year's game. Uh, you know, going there and us being up 14 and up losing that one. Um, so for us to get that one and for him to play so well was really special for him and he was really excited all his family members were there.
2: All right, let's shift gears in uh, the final few minutes that we have with Grant on the, the show tonight. You're obviously proudly displaying the New England Patriots jersey. Um, yep. How was that game for you yesterday? There was a lot of talk today about, wow, that was such a boring Super Bowl game, particularly for fans who maybe didn't have a real hard rooting interest in the yep. game. How about for a guy who did have a passionate rooting interest?
5: Um, I thought it was exciting just because everybody uh, just bashed the defense all year, just talked about how they were too slow. Um, you know they weren't that good. Belichick had lost his touch on defense. <laughs> everything. So for to see the defense play that well and pretty much win us the game was pretty exciting for me as a fan.
2: How was he before the game, Chris? You said that you you spent some time with him uh, in the early afternoon hours. I assume that wasn't like at 6:30 last right. night no, when no, kickoff no, was coming. Wouldn't you wouldn't dare. do that, would I wouldn't you? Dare.
3: You know, as a as a side note, um, in my four years of college, we we practiced during the Super Bowl all four years. During the game itself. Yeah during the game who was your coach <laughs> P. oh yeah that's right <laughs> all four years we would have the trainer running back and forth giving us updates on the game <laughs> so but uh i would say that uh, you know grants are you 20 years old 20, 21 21 21, now, 21 just turned years 21. old yeah. this team has been in the super bowl nine times it's ridiculous, I mean, isn't it? so how exciting could the game be? you know it's it doesn't really it doesn't seem fair for sure the New England fans still seem pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it get, doesn't, old. Get, it you doesn't go. get old.
2: There That's what it's. And of course, you got the Red Sox cap. I yep. mean, between all of their, t- <laughs> it's uh, it's, <laughs> hard, you know, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> you know, the Celtics and the Bruins both won yesterday. Also,
5: yep. that's
3: ridiculous. Wow. How about that?
2: Coming oh. from a couple of Philly guys, yeah. There's jealousy written, <laughs> written all over. So, is Brady your favorite? I mean, is that why you have his uniform jersey as opposed um, to this Grand is actually
5: a, This is actually a gift. So, this was given to me uh, for Christmas, probably last year, two years ago, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I have a couple favorites. My all-time favorite right now who's on the team is uh, Patrick Chung, 23, oh. safety, plays a little bit of linebacker, went out yeah, in with the, the arm second or third yesterday. quarter yeah. with the arm injury, but he's he's one of my favorites. I mean, just plays unbelievably hard and has for however many years. Also played one year with the Eagles, so That's right. there you That's go. Right. <laughs> Thanks for tying that <laughs> all,
2: all together. That's interesting coming from, from you, you know, top scorer, offensive guy for the Spiders. <laughs> You're picking a defensive guy, huh? Yep. Yep. Interesting. All right, so I mentioned the Brady jersey. Let me bring this back to Richmond basketball. I read an article a week or two ago about your brother mm-hmm. at, at Butler and why he wears the number 33. Mm-hmm. And I think he had to go through some things there because they had a tragic incident yep. uh, at Butler to wear 33. And you also wear 33 yep. for Richmond. Why Why is that number so special to both you and your brother, Bryce?
5: Um, so my mom's birthday is uh, May 3rd, and she says three is her lucky number. So when I got to college, I decided I wanted to wear 33 because, you know, two threes is better than one. (laughs) But, um, you know, she means a lot to us, and she did a lot for our family and keeping us together through some hard times. So, um, you know, we just wanted to wear that number to honor her, and luckily my brother was able to get that up there at Butler as well.
2: Yeah, he had to go through a little bit of a process, right? Yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah.
3: I remember the young man who Who passed passed away, away, right, Mm
2: -hmm. who wore 33 at Butler, right?
5: Mm -hmm. And I guess they – retired the jersey maybe or um they didn't retire but nobody had worn it since then and uh so he called uh the young man's brother and the brother actually is a commentator uh for one of the networks and has done some of our games so he knew who i was and my story and about my heart issue Mm -hmm. my freshman year and he talked to my brother and he said he would be more than happy to have him wear number 33. Oh, that's
3: cool.
2: That is. That's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, Speaking of injuries, can you give us an update? And somebody in the audience asked for me to ask that, and both of you guys can talk about this a little bit. But, Coach, just from the official standpoint, uh, where Julius
3: Johnson is at right now? So Julius, his injury that he suffered in the St. Louis game is actually a very mild sprained ankle, but more it's a strained calf. And uh, so he's in a walking boot, um, you know, and I I think that the initial – idea was that he'd be out 10 days to two weeks from that day Uh, so that you know it's one of these things where rest is really the best thing for it especially in these early days Um, so we're looking forward to him coming back but I I don't think we're going to have as good of an idea until he's out of the walking boot and can start more of a rehab process.
2: Uh, Obvious question I think Grant but how has that impacted you guys to have one less one less player and a veteran guy who's played over a hundred college basketball games
5: yeah I think you just said it right there you know obviously minutes wise that's tough more people or people got to play more minutes um and you know Julius has been here for four years now so just you know losing that experience and uh, a veteran like that is always tough
2: All right, how about Nick Sherrod, uh, Grant? How has he been? I know he's at practice every day. He's sitting on the end of the bench now. How has Nick been? Not so much the physical recovery, coach can speak to that, but just how he has been as a a teammate even though he can't play right now.
5: Uh, You know, he's been great. Uh, You know, I know he's been working hard with the physical recovery and all that stuff, Um, but, you know, he's always texting us while we're on the road and everything like that and, you know, motivating us and talking to us during practice, after practice, whatever it may be. So he's been really great even though he hasn't been able to play.
2: What are you hearing, Chris, about his recovery? And how do you feel he's kind of helped this team either either sitting on the bench or practice or, as Grant said, just communicating with the guys?
3: Yeah, he, he's, uh, his recovery is going well, you know, ahead of schedule, which won't necessarily matter for us this season. Right. But, uh, you know, he's uh, his mentality is someone who can really tackle that kind of rehab. He's very, you know, driven and and, you know, gets his shooting work and his extra shooting and his other extra shooting in all the time. So he can handle that kind of recovery. Uh, and he 's been he 's been really, really positive and very good, you know uh, Nick really understands the game, uh, really understands college basketball, and I think is is someone who can who is extremely helpful you know he 's very insightful and uh, can help all of our young guys. I
2: got a little bit of a scare. I was watching the tape back from our telecast from Saturday night. And there was a play towards the end of the game. I think we missed a shot, it rimmed out or something, and you can see in the background on the bench Nick jumping up in the air like going, oh, that's too right. bad that missed, and I got really worried because right. he was going to land on that knee again. So I guess he's getting a little bit better. Yeah, He couldn't help himself. There, yeah, exactly. Right? He exactly. didn't
3: re-injure the knee, did he? No, he didn't. And he, I'm sure he didn't jump that high either. So <laughs> Even for Nick, bit. it was pretty high, actually.
2: I can see it in the background of the play. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Grant, what, what's kind of the, the message that you can leave us with about the guys as you approach this week with the two home games, uh, two rivals,
5: George Mason Wednesday night and George Washington Saturday evening? um you know just the you know we're working hard we're plugging away and uh we're going to try and get two uh two big home wins this week uh especially against the team on wednesday that's you know sort of had our number the last couple years so uh we're excited and we're ready to go
2: all right use that as motivation and we'll see you at the robin center wednesday night sounds good grant golden thank you very much for being here appreciate him being with us we'll take a break we'll come back with some texts and email questions continue with our spider sports line from glory days grill on espn richmond Explore our vast selection of vehicles at your local store, either on your own
1: or with one of our helpful sales associates, or visit carmax.com and search our nationwide inventory from anywhere. It's the best of both worlds. Like a cockapoo, part cocker spaniel, part poodle, and what's not to love about that?
2: <laughs> so visit CarMax or carmax.com and experience the cockapoo of car buying.
1: CarMax. Drive what's possible.
2: You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at spidervoices.com and on Spider's social media.
4: It happens to every single man. Lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, and loss of performance in the bedroom. Well, at the Men's Wellness Centers, I learned it's all about low testosterone or low T. I've been
1: getting T shots for well over a year now, and wow, it's really changed my life. Call the Men's Wellness Centers and get the expert medical attention you deserve.
4: With locations in Newport News, Virginia Beach, or
1: Richmond. Check them out at menswellnesscenters.com or call them at 804-413-9013.
4: 804-413-9013.
0: Hey, we've got some great news! World of Beer is the new host location for ESPN Richmond's broadcast of Hardy Workin' and the College Basketball Show on Friday afternoons from four until six PM at World of Beer. They've got fifty
1: craft beers on tap, hundreds in the cooler, and a full menu of mouthwatering food that's crafted to go perfectly with beer. And whether you're a beer master or just beer curious, their staff can guide you through every last pint, pour, and pairing. So come join ESPN Richmond at World of Beer this Friday from four till six PM, eleven six hundred West Broad Street. The cat sat on the Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill in the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a 5 dollars burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for 5 dollars And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at 9 dollars Glen Eagles is also featuring the Men's Basketball Spider Sports Line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play by play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and Game Day Info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team.
4: It's RichmondSpiders.com. Attention! If you have bad credit, you're probably routinely turned down for loans or financing. Whether you're getting a car, a house, or a credit card, having good credit gives you the opportunities you deserve. Safe Credit Solutions knows how easy it is to let your credit get away from you. And we've helped so many people in similar situations repair their credit. Our team of FICO-certified professionals could help no matter how bad it's gotten. But you need to call us at 855-781-6910. We'll examine your credit report and help you get it back to where you wanted, allowing you to qualify for that new car, house, or card. If you're serious about repairing your credit, call us at 855-781-6910. We'll create an affordable month-to-month plan for you to repair your credit effectively and provide immediate service to help you get your credit back. Some of our clients have seen results in as few as 30 to 45 days. Our consultants are standing by to help. 855-781-6910. 855-781-6910. 855-781-6910.
2: We're talking college hoops every Friday afternoon during the College Basketball Show. Presented by Lexus of Richmond. Live from World of Beer on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
1: This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
2: We are back at Glory Days Grill. We will take you to the bottom of the hour. We appreciate you being with us tonight. If you're in the restaurant, we hope you're enjoying the Glory Days Grill specials. And uh, be sure to take care of your servers, as we always like to say. And if you're tuned in on the radio or online or on the phone, we appreciate that. Hope you'll make it out here one Monday night. We will be here through the remainder of the college basketball season. Plus, you can interact with us, 521 8501 on the air text us six three eight nine five zero eight or email us as well Spider Sports Line at Richmond dot edu from um, our spider fan carolina spider chris who had asked a question about you know why not playing so well at home why being able to win at st louis that sort of thing he had actually asked a previous question that maybe um, you can fill us in a little bit on the rules side of things and this isn't necessarily a big one but he said is there an explanation as to what area the coach can be in without being penalized why are more coaches not teed up for being on the floor this seems to be so common yet rarely is a coach given a technical foul
3: that's a great question i i know that uh you know that the the interaction between officials and coaches is almost solely in the gray area of of the rules and they've extended the coaching box which goes you know 10 more feet toward mid-court to help coach the team when you're on the other side which is probably a good good thing i'm not i'm not so sure if it's if it has had that much of an effect or how if i care about it um and then the uh but being on the floor is more probably the issue that that mm-hmm. that i have or people have so i know that you know when it's a dead ball you know i'm or there's nothing going on in our end or a dead ball I'm, i i'll go on to the floor uh somewhat to make sure that the guys can hear me um, but when there's playing when there's action being played, I think then it's really a, a horrible thing and a big advantage for the coach because there's you know there's these guys are so big they take up a lot of the floor anyway, and especially against a pressing team who sometimes the coach will be out there and mm-hmm. you know pressing emotional and they're up out there kind of cheering on their team but they're they're taking up space in an already limited yep. amount of space. So, uh, but I I don't know that besides. The referee telling you to get in a coaching box. I, I don't think I've seen uh, – I think there was a famous technical given to John Calipari when I was at UMass. They were playing in the in the uh, NCAA tournament against Duke in Philadelphia right before the Duke-Kentucky game, and he was given a out-of-the-coaching-box technical, and he was only out by a step. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't remember a coach being given a technical for it or, or even really being warned that often.
2: I really thought when they extended the coach's box, and that's what they did, right, yep. from that hash mark almost to midcourt, mm-hmm. not quite, that they said they were going to put a bigger emphasis yep. on the coach not coming out onto yeah. the court because we're giving him more space on the sideline. Is that yes? No? That's That was definitely
3: the, the thought the process, and yeah. that was the intent. Uh, like I said, a, a lot of it is gray. You know, I, I'll watch games. I watch Duke play and – There seems to be a little bit more interaction sometimes with some coaches than there is with others. Um, You know, when you would think that those things could be a little bit more uniform and buttoned up. Uh, but there's a lot of gray area when it comes to the the officials' coach interaction.
2: All right, uh, let's go back to Spider basketball, and as we get set to wrap things up here by the bottom of the hour, I think the one thing I'm hearing from both you and Grant over the past weekend, without having Julius Johnson, it becomes hard and an, and an issue to get those guys some rest during the game. So, uh, what are you looking for in practice from some of these reserve guys that will give you confidence um, to put you know the Matt Graces and the
3: Sal Caresses yeah. into the game? Well. <sighs> You know, really just here, – here's the hard part is, is uh, you know, those guys when you're young, um, you know, you could have a, a good practice or a bad practice. They don't necessarily lead to the next day. I think when you get mm-hmm. older and you develop consistency, that is a little bit sure sign. Hey, he, he's doing well. He's concentrating. He's shooting better. It's going to show up in the game. When you're young, it can be a little bit all over the map. Um, so – but I, I think mostly is just, you know – concentration and grasping the importance of everything that you're doing you know because um you know it seems like hey let's you know hey go in there for a minute or two and see what you do and we'll take grant out well that's you know in my seat that's a little bit that's can be a little bit nerve-wracking and we need to make sure that those minute or two are really well played and 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 we don't fall into a hole or get into a rut or anything like that so just more concentration and energy and those things that can that will show that they're Ready? They want to, you know, without just saying, hey, I want to play more, that they're showing that desire through their actions and through their effort.
2: Isn't this also affecting uh, Gustafson and Wojcik, your two freshmen, who are already in the starting line? We talk about, you know, Nate and Jacob and Grant getting more minutes, but obviously you're asking Andre and Jake Wojcik to play more minutes now also.
3: Yeah, I mean, Kendall Anthony started one game as a freshman, you know, and uh, I think he was Rookie of the Year. I believe so. so he was Rookie of the Year. Coming off the bench, yeah, and he had 1,900 <laughs> points in his career. He started one game, so it's a tall order. And uh, to especially um, not just starting, but finishing the game. You know, you're you're in there the whole the whole time, so it's a tall order. And again, it, it just comes down to continuing to concentrate and embracing both the coaching and the criticism and the opportunity. If you could do those things and 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 work hard at those things, you'll 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 break through and develop consistency.
2: Uh, Chris, how about a little more on this uh, George Mason team, which was, you know, I can say this may be one of the surprising disappointments at the start of the year. Everybody thought very highly of them. As you said, they had their entire starting five back, and they got off to a rough start, and then somewhere something clicked for them. Did you watch any of their early season games, or have you pretty much just focused on what they've done here of late?
3: Yeah, I haven't. I, I didn't see any of their uh, early season games, um, and they but they have really started to play. They started out the league. In, in great fashion and uh, have played well. You know, they have uh, Livingston as a guy who has you know he's given us a lot of problems. He's given the whole co- conference a lot of problems. Um, his scoring is off, but his playmaking is still very much the the, the engine of their team. And so uh, he's very important for us to defend. Uh, they really can score from the perimeter from a variety of different guys. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's important to, you know, hopefully we give them a different look now and again. Uh, we make it, you know, make them think about what's going on a little bit, get them to stall a little bit that way, uh, and then again, offensively, just make, you know, we, in the game, um, in the game at George Mason last year, both games were fairly high scoring, In the game at George Mason, we scored on over 90 points, and that was a big part of it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there are going to be times where because of certain advantages they get, that Livingston can create that it's going to be a hard possession to come out with a stop. You know, it's just that good uh, and and that confident. But you need to continue to score. And uh, we did it a little bit in the game here last year, but very much so in the game there and the other night at St. Louis. So hopefully we can move the ball well, get good shots, score, put pressure on them. And then watch as our defense, you know, continues to improve.
2: Well, where are you at defensively now with using more than one? Um, I assume you're still working on all of that yeah. that you can switch from the, the matchup to a man to man to his own defense. Where where are we at?
3: Yeah, so I think uh, our numbers um, in the St. Louis game. You know, we played an awful lot of zone, straight zone, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the first half, um, which was very helpful. You know, it made them slow down a little bit. Uh, Javon Best made a lot of long three-point shots yeah, yeah. right about where i was standing mm-hmm. and then um and then we switched it more to in the second half we kind of played the whole rest of the first half in straight zone and we switched it in the second half switch things in the second half and then LaSalle. uh i thought we probably switched up uh, we, we only played a handful of possession of two three zone wish we had done that a little bit more both for the rest factor and then maybe to t- disrupt you know, they're, they're a different team. Their rhythm is a little bit different. It's a little bit stationary. Um, so, But I still wish we had done that a little bit more. All
2: right. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. We will see you at the Robbins Center Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, against George Mason. Thanks very much, Bob. Thank and you, thank, guys. I yep. appreciate it. Thank you all in attendance. Thanks to Grant Golden again for being our special player guest. Mitchell Bradley has produced here on location. Matt Joseph's in our ESPN Richmond studios. For Coach Moody, Bob Black saying so long. We will see you or talk to you. From the Robin Center, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, when the Spiders tip it off against the George Mason Patriots. So long from Glory Days Grill for tonight's edition of the Spider Sports Line on ESPN Regiment from the Spider Sports Network and Learfield IMG College. So long, everyone.
1: You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by
0: CarMax,
1: Virginia Birth Father Registry,
0: Glory Days Grill, and
1: Luxe Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 5.30 to 6.30 throughout the college basketball season for the Spider Sports Line. A live presentation of the Spider IMG Sports Network and your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Hey, it's the Gats. Join us Tuesday. Greg Cody's in as our guest co-host. That means a fresh back in my day. Plus, we'll talk animals with our friend Ron McGill. The Show. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
4: If you don't want to watch the game,
1: don't watch the game. Hear more from Golik and Wingo tomorrow morning on ESPN Radio.
2: Edible underpants, never classy. Edible arrangements, always classy. It's easy to make a big impression this Valentine's Day with the freshest fruit and the finest chocolate from Edible Arrangements. Don't wait until the last minute. Place your Valentine's Day order by February
6: 10th and save 20% on all pickup orders over $50. Stop by your local Edible